0: Wait, did you hear? (gasps) No. We're diving into the juiciest celebrity profiles of all time. I'm Beatrice Hazelhurst. And I'm Ivana Ryder. This this is Uncover Girl.
1: For this episode, for such a long time. I know. We've just had a little lunch outside. Oh, we have. Because we've had to gear up. Like, we had to come down from yeah. an interview and then yeah. refuel. I feel like I have perspective. No, absolutely. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I have complete perspective on what's going on with me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because. The stars have all the answers. I mean, we never do this. We're really up top talking about the fact that we had the most incredible interview and episode ever Yeah, for Robert Pattinson in GQ. But I feel like we just like want to waste no time. I know. It was just so good. I want to get to it as quickly as possible. And it was so good in part because we had
0: a real life astrologer on the scene to help us break down What is going on with Robert Pattinson, of course, but also what's going on with the world, what's
1: going on with us, what's going on with celebrities at large. This summer has been explosive. Totally. And whether you believe in astrology or you don't, I think there's something so fun about buying into a belief system. I agree. It's not religion affiliated. It's caused no wars. And yet it's a little bit of fun. Like regardless. Our generation,
0: we have nothing. We have nothing when it comes to organized religion. No, no, no. We have spirituality, and we're just trying our best. Speaking of trying your best, how's your week? What's been inspiring you? Oh, my goodness. It's been a really interesting week. Highs and lows, you know, Mm. one of those weeks. But I have been taking care of myself in a very big way. It's in part because I was on my period and I needed to in order to live another day. And so I've really come back to calming activities. I've been drinking tea in the morning. We just had a cup of tea, second cup of tea of the day. I have an art activity book that I've been working through where I get instructed to like draw all the phases of a butterfly's life cycle. So I'm just sitting there working away on a little caterpillar, just drawing, drawing, drawing.
1: I mean, if you were 20 years older in a loveless marriage, this would be... The dream of many housewives. So oh my we god! Just end with a gin and tonic at four thirty. I
0: know, <laughs> truly. But instead, I'm doing it midday. <laughs> it really was calming when I told Stephen to buy me colored pencils at CVS. He thought I was joking, but I was not. That's that's been my week. That's been what's keeping me afloat this week. I should say. Has your work?
1: become a masterpiece is it like a little i'll show you i'll show
0: you live i'll show you live i'll show
1: you my little caterpillar that i drew and (laughs) you tell me you tell me what you think adult coloring is a phenomenon right like it's become endemic this is so good (laughs) what is it like a paint by numbers thing or you just no i
0: i just drew that
1: yourself yeah no like outlines
0: no and I'm i thinking- didn't even have a pencil i i was gonna like first draw it in case i messed up but then i was just like fuck it i'm bringing colored pencil to page and so be it if i mess up
1: this is so good
0: thank you You're i drew taste. growing up i drew growing up it's something i'm coming back to it feels like can
1: i click over to the next one
0: yeah sure i think I'm scared i'm gonna see nudes no no there's nothing oh on the, there.
1: egg. The, the egg the eggs good too <laughs> the shadowing Thank you. Oh, my God. What a talent. Oh, my
0: God. Well, both my grandpas are painters, so I grew up constantly drawing and painting and pastels. That was the beginning of my life.
1: Well, this is an application for RISD, for sure. I'm on. I'm on it. Watch out, Ben. I'm coming for your (laughs) gallery. (laughs) Speaking of Ben, Ben is the incredible artist that we need to, you know, periodically remind our beautiful goes is responsible for our cartoon, our little portrait uh, for Uncover Girl, he is such a talent oh my god Generation incredible talent. we've said it once we'll say it again he has taken on my inspiration from last week i was gonna say <laughs> where are you at with it yeah i'm providing an update this week this is a this is first time first time for us where we have seen an inspiration span multiple weeks and in fact uh evolve evolve Story-wise, Ben was one of the people to become very, very invested with this tale of my alterations man, whose name I now know is Ricardo, and he is from Mexico. And I'm going to Mexico for weddings, and he was very excited about that. But the situation has escalated in the (laughs) sense that I went back in. And he's excited to see me. We finally, at long last, exchanged names. And he then... (laughs) here we go okay first of all he gave me a very flattering compliment comment about my body that i was like oh my gosh i've i've been feeling like a bit of a lump to be honest Mm. with you i've been feeling a little little bit of a lump on the rock seal on the rock if you will and it was just nice to nice to hear that little bit of validation Lord knows, lord knows i don't get that in my relationship At an absolute max, I get like looks. Looks nice, yeah. nice, which I appreciate. But it isn't the lavish praise of Ricardo, and my alterations man. So he was very, very lovely to me. And then on a little ticket, he wrote his name and his number. Now this part confused me because I couldn't quite understand why he was giving me his number. So a little bit of a recap: this man, very, very tight pants, gold chain. Shirt unbuttoned down to his belly button. He's five foot five. Decades between you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Four inches taller. You know, there's there's a few things going on. I guess crazier things have happened. It's true. He gives me his number and it takes me a while to process this. But then I quickly come to the conclusion of like, okay, but I told him that I am going to try on the skirt that he made, especially for me, and show him a photo. And what I meant by that is the next time I come in to pick up my garments, I will have a photo on my phone and be like, look, here I am in the skirt. So then when he gave me his number, I was like, oh, I'm confused. And then I quickly went to, okay, no, he is giving me this so I can text him a photo. It's all very rational in my mind the stories we tell ourselves <laughs> of course <laughs> so i tell ben our beautiful and cover go artist because ben was very invested in the story and had strong strong opinions about what this man's intentions were this is what i got in response
2: Beatrice, girl <laughs> what oh, no like this is not the situation he is not a he is not a gay man. He asked for your number. He's commenting on your body. He's remembering your measurements. I mean, this is this is a man who is like has a crush on you. I know that this is that is what this is.
0: You know, it's tough. Don't dude. Uh... No, I want
1: to be on your side, you, you know, said you know that to go through the world thinking that men are only doing things for you transactionally is not a way to
0: live. I and I maintain that and I maintain that. I think I think it's when you go back that it'll really become clear. I think it's the third visit when you show him the photo of you in the leather skirt. It'll become clear if his intentions are pure or not
1: so I also updated Chris on the situation because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to prove Chris wrong. He also thinks that this man is only doing this to like, I don't know, take me out or something. And then Chris replied, like, why would he give you his number? The free clothes are blinding you. And I sent this to Ben and I said, look, I'm sick of this. You and Chris are in cahoots. This is what Ben responded.
2: Chris ate. I'm sorry. He ate the, the free clothes are blinding you, babe. You're a fashion girly at the end of the day. You got yourself a mini skirt, arguably one of your favorite types of clothing. I feel like I always, when I think of you and fashion, I'm always like, "Oh, she loves a mini skirt." Like I think that he gave you something that you love, and now you, yeah, a bit blind love. love I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, my look. The conclusion I've come The conclusion that I've come to is I do not care. Yeah. At this stage. Totally. I do not care if anyone remembers the scene from Sex in the City where Charlotte goes and tries on $400 pair of shoes, Carrie comments on her beautiful little slingback sandals and she's like how much? Like 400? And Charlotte's like no, free. And it's all because a shop salesman likes to touch her feet when he puts the shoes on. I don't think that is totally applicable. No. But I would, without a doubt, let a man rub his little hands all over my feet if I got shoes. And oh, th- yeah. It's not even an ethical dilemma. It's no, not no, a no. Question. It's, I wouldn't
0: have to think about it. No, no, I no. wouldn't have to think about <laughs> it. No, no, no. And I think that's what separates us from others.
1: Does that make from us Charlotte? what? Immoral? I don't know
0: I think it makes us fun <laughs> I think it makes us open-minded That's what I think I'm not here to judge No Not your alterations man Not the foot
1: man I'm not here to judge And ultimately like Outside of this miniscope I'm not getting anything for free I'm not getting anything off the top No This is just It's a it's a little flash in the pan gift uh, A loyal customer Return on investment if you will Yeah You know I think what we could do I could go to him <gasps>
0: This is yeah. where this is where we you gotta see. go. You gotta I go. gotta go because I have some things I wanna alter. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired by you. And I have a few things that, you know, it's like things you don't reach for because they don't quit fit, fit. properly. Yeah, yeah, they don't fit quite right. So
1: I think that's genius. I think you could do it. And I see if he calls me baby. He will definitely call you baby. He's mm-hmm. using it as a stand in for a name. Yeah. Like that is without question. Okay. You know, it's like me saying to like a way to like thank you angel like it's this it's the same thing i don't know your name but i want to endear myself to you oh
0: my gosh wait this happened to me recently where i (laughs) it was like a the the cutest miscommunication of all time i was checking out buying coffee at a coffee shop and i said thank you uh because they i had asked a question of some sort and i was like thank you gorgeous like that sounds perfect (gasps) and he thought i said thank you gorgeous like thank you gorgeous and this sweet man was like oh, you just made my day like <gasps> thank you so much like i cannot tell you thank you so much Straight man. no oh, okay i don't think so no yeah. no 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 and it was the
1: sweetest thing that's ever happened i, I was know. like oh <laughs> you corrected no, i was like, like oh no, no, I meant, no like thanks for like gorgeous information yeah oh did i tell you about my coffee shop experience no oh. say it say it out speak it out you know when they have a loyalty, a loyalty Of course, a loyalty. You know when they have a loyalty club where yeah. they you put in your number and you accumulate points for a free coffee. I went <laughs> I went to a coffee shop where that was the system. He I finished ordering. He's like that's, you know, $5.50. Um he goes, "And do you have a number?" And I went Oh, no. oh um no, I've actually I've got a boyfriend. <gasps> oh, yes. Ah! Yes. He goes no 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 like do you have a number with us Like do you have, do you have a a membership Here and I went oh no, no no I'm so sorry no 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 he was like do you want one I was like No no no, no I'm so so good I, I run I go home and I think like Chris is going to Commiserate with me and be like oh my god anyone Would have made that mistake Instead Chris literally screamed Dived onto the yeah, dive bombed on something. the bed and put his Like the pillow over His head and was like screaming oh. And I was like I thought you were going to tell me it's not that bad. Like this could happen to anyone. And he's like, no, that is so embarrassing. Like, it's like the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard. That's like, <laughs> you should be humiliated. Oh, And I well, like, that was something that kept me off at night many a time. Oh yeah. It's like, I think about Kendall and the cucumbers and how many times she'll wake up at three 30 AM and just her whole body will falls Yeah. A cold sweat.
0: Oh, that's tough. Yeah. That is tough. That is tough. <sighs> I know. No,
1: but to assume, to assume they want like me that they want you. looking terrible in this coffee shop at like 8am, like <sighs> truly rolling out of bed, having to be and not only to be like, oh no, oh no, I'm okay. Thank you. But to be like, actually I have a boyfriend. Like, oh, oh God, it's disgusting, oh, isn't that's it? Tough. Oh, As if like, no, actually like, oh, I'm so sorry. I would, but like someone loves me. So yeah, I, oh, I, I I'm it. very popular. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Very, very popular.
0: <laughs> Wow. Well, we've been through a lot. We have. And
1: We're speaking of to...
0: awkward interactions.
1: Speaking of awkward interactions. This
0: whole interview is sort of an extended awkward interaction. No,
1: I think the conclusion is that Robin Pattinson is one of the most awkward celebrities
0: alive. Oh, totally. And this is like a comedy of errors. It's like Robert Pattinson can't keep his phone alive. The computer's glitching at all times, spilling things, burning things. It's just here chaos thrives. All our experiences are... Pale in
1: comparison to what it seems like Robert Pattinson's life is. Yes, yeah. He's like, uh, I think admittedly, like, terrible celebrity. Like, there are some people who are cut out for this world and some people who just aren't. Who's great at it? Kim Kardashian. Oh, perfect at it. Yeah, Yeah. perfect at it. She's perfect at it. it. But he's just kind of like, I'm here involuntarily. Yeah. I'm along for a ride that I didn't necessarily sign up for, but I'm already strapped in, and we're just going to see how this pans out. I know. He's hilarious. And I think we couldn't have paired him with truly a better guess no it's perfect this was Kristen Stegmuller's recommendation and chosen profile and she is just so excited to dive into everything astrological when it comes to our pets
0: so let us take you away into
1: robert pattinson's chart into our own charts into his london mansion where he's currently self-isolating oh my god what a man myth legend and without further ado robert pattinson no i wanted to do a twilight
0: quote but i couldn't oh, remember what my, what was it <laughs> where you been where the hell you been loka
1: no oh we've done it too no many we've times. done it too many times no we can't what? we're just gonna let it what about hold on tight spider monkey that's it <laughs> and that's it okay <laughs> and without further ado
0: hold on tight spider monkey
1: <laughs> all right perfect
3: this is this is big this is big for me
1: this is I mean this is big for us this we've been is, looking forward to this oh my god we've been looking forward to this <laughs> well I, I, we need to introduce you because you are one of the most exciting people in Los Angeles this uh, is Kristen Stegmola I've never said your last name out loud I feel like
3: do I but say you it nailed right? it. it's Stegmola yes. right because yes there's
1: an e in the middle that always throws me off and I think it should be like a stage, like a stage <laughs> moelle <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> Okay. I like that interpretation. It's actually like, it's a mouthful, but you said it perfectly. You pronounced it perfectly. A German ancestor came to Texas with a name with like three umlauts in it. And they're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn all of those umlauts into like four or five other vowels. And that will be your name going forward.
1: (laughs) It gives you a a mystique. Oh, totally. Untraceable.
3: (laughs) It's very NPR coded. And when I got married, (laughs) I'm like, okay, do I go the extra step and hyphenate to be kristen stegamoller hood like do i whoa do i do i do that no i didn't that was too hood, much <laughs> hood is powerful your husband's last name is very powerful it really is i mean his is like chris hood it's like yeah. wow boom. isn't that doesn't that it mine oh is God. like you have to use like circular breathing to get like all the way through the name <laughs> <Circular> <laughs> oh you have to God. use like breath control to like reach the the conclusion of it (laughs) well
1: kristen is an incredible writer we met because we worked at paper together i was on the east coast she was on the west we developed like a long distance over slack relationship (sighs) i know those were the days those were the Uh,
3: days
1: (laughs) late 2010s new york media but truly the last gasp of of that industry holding on the death (laughs) rattle really Yeah. that slack notification (laughs) was in fact a death rattle like (laughs) Um, but she is like an astounding mind her vocabulary is unbelievable it eclipses truly anyone I know it's uh, unreal and now she is almost a full-time astrologer but also a podcast host oh my god club cosmos we absolutely love it oh my gosh that follow button Head i don't mean, know the
0: changed my life i'm standing here and this is the closest i've ever felt to standing before someone completely naked because <laughs> <I was> listening <laughs> to your virgo episode it was like oh okay so she may not know me personally but she does know the inner workings of my mind all my motivation <laughs> how i am private behind closed doors so I highly recommend if you'd like to get to know yourself to go listen to the episodes that are about your star sign because Lord yeah, Almighty no one know,
1: sees you quite like Kristen. No,
0: I was seen. <laughs> okay. I was really seen. Incredible work Thank on the podcast. You.
1: Yes.
3: Oh well, my god, I'm sweating. <laughs> so are we. Thank you for all those sweet words. <laughs> Say more. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was so blessed to meet uh, Beatrice back in those paper days, and she is basically the only thing I took with me as I packed up my things and left media forever. But I have to say, love of pop culture, love of astrology, those two things are incredibly intertwined in my life. Often, like loving pop culture is a gateway drug to astrology because celebrities and celebrity charts are some of the best ways to understand how astrology works how the signs operate how they express themselves their particular flavor of chaos like that's how I learned basically looking at celebrity charts and being like oh Justin Bieber is having a Neptune transit or um, when I was working at paper before I'd do an interview I'd always see if I could get the chart of the person that I was interviewing just to give like just to give me a sense of the landscape, you know, of, um, you know, where to, where to wiggle in. That's so funny. I also had, the, I don't know if you've had this experience to have but
1: I would say, and you're a, like, you're a Gemini. And then every, without question, every interviewee would be like, and what does that mean? Like, can you tell me like, Can you give me a ring? <laughs> help me, help me. And Good luck in your ventures. People love to hear about their chart. Oh yeah, yeah
3: they do. I'm so glad that astrology has become popular in many ways. In other ways, it's like there's a lot of like very sus like TikTok astrology happening that might lead you uh, astray a little bit, but. The best part about astrology is introducing that in conversations like that, because ultimately people are really just curious about themselves. And when you get if you t- if you like introduce it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Gemini, super social, bubbly, talkative, like ruled by the intellect and ideas and trends and like obsessed with like minute to minute information. People will really open up. They'll be like, yeah, I've always been blah, 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 blah. Like people really love to be reflected in that way. And it's like a really good,
1: it's a really good way to get people to open up. Do you have the same experience as Ivana when you leave a party and no one knows a thing about you, but you could literally write a a bio of every person in the room?
3: (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because that, I also learned that Ivana is the cancer moon, uh, like moi, which means that there's just a constant awareness of the emotional subtext that's happening in any room. There's the clocking of like, Oh, her voice cracked when she brought up her boyfriend and like, Oh, her and like other, (laughs) other signs have this level of like perceptive ability. Um, in, in, different ways, like Virgos too, which also you're a Virgo, can be just like hyper observant. But that cancer thing, it really just gives you the like, read of a room like you're tapped the fuck in. And if the vibes are bad, it's pretty hard for you to not pick up on them or if the vibes are great then you're having a whale of a time
0: oh yeah heart on the heart oh my god just yeah. walking in an open cell just any <laughs> ready to
1: receive for for people that aren't super familiar with astrology before we dive in can you explain like the significance of the big three what they kind of yeah yeah
3: Okay, so as with all things astrology, there's so much lore where it's really like, oh, yeah, to like understand what's happened, what's happening in like this one scene in season four, you actually have to like watch all the way from the beginning. But a great (laughs) entry point for anyone in astrology and the way people most, most people kind of learn about their astrological profile is through their big three, their sun, their moon and their rising sign. Your sun sign is your ego, your will, your energy body in the world. It's kind of the thing that you spend your whole life becoming. It's your light and the way that you shine in this world. And what house that's in and what sign that's in describes the way you shine and the kind of arena of life that you shine. Your moon talks a lot about your inner landscape, your... Nurturing self and the way the way that you nurture others and need to be nurtured, your self care practices and your inner emotional landscape and needs, um, and then your rising sign. This is what the birth time thing is all about. The birth time, what the time of day you were born, uh, the minute you were screaming out your first little cry as a baby, there is a sign that is rising above the ecliptic, which is kind of like. The imaginary line of the horizon on earth. And that determines your rising sign. It changes about every two hours or so, which is why birth times are important to be precise. So your rising sign, there's this famous astrologer that I think describes it beautifully. That's like the stained glass window through which your the light of your sun shines through. So that's sort of like your immediate mm-hmm. personality, like the first things that people clock about you. Some people call it a mask, but it, it's, it's really not like... It, I feel like that is kind of misleading because that makes it seem like it's not authentic to you, but... Your rising sign is like steering the, the ship of your whole life. It determines where all the houses go, where all the planets in your chart land. And it's really all about you as opposed to maybe like your purpose, which is the sun. How do you relate? I mean, if
1: I remember correctly, you are Capricorn Sun, Gemini rising? leo be. rising leo rising of course oh my god <laughs> how always, dare you <laughs> i know because chris your husband chris is yes gemini, he's a gemini so.
3: freakazoid yes. <laughs> yeah
1: that's right that's right that's where i got it from but no how could i forget that's it's very kylie
3: jenner of you to be a leo <laughs> <rising>. <laughs> i mean maybe the comparisons between me and kylie really stopped there but um it is significant <laughs> there <laughs> do you feel like you you really relate to the components the characteristics of
1: of those three I mean
3: yeah and they're kind of at war with each other in ways that are interesting and compelling and like we'll see everyone's chart is so complicated like lots of people their entry point is just like their sun sign and that's like the month that you were born in essentially and of course they'll read some horoscopes they're all very like oh yeah you know you mm, matters of the home may be significant this month or like (laughs) you'll feel good today and they don't relate and that is because number one your horoscope is written for your rising sign so always read for your rising sign that's a big astrology hack number two
0: i've learned that recently
3: yes like that's how they write them um because when they're talking about what's happening in your chart like the matters they're having that's all determined by the houses so um which is determined by a rising sign so people get their sun sign they're like okay i don't really feel this or like i am a leo but i'm so low-key and i'm not really like about that kind of like exuberant performance whatever it's because our whole charts tell whole stories like all the other planets play a role in describing the kind of intricate details about our personalities and our way of doing things and our way of looking at the world, that sometimes everything's working harmoniously together and we're all, everything is kind of in agreement about how we live our lives and very like monodirectional. But oftentimes there's a lot of contradiction, conflict, parts of your chart and self that get illuminated at different points in your life that kind of make you feel like, whoa, I'm a different person than I was like five years ago or something like that, which speaks actually so much to this summer and the Venus in Leo retrograde that created more celebrity breakups than... You could ever imagine. This is why we feel so lucky
0: to have you on at this particular juncture in time, because it's spicy. It it. Oh my lord! This summer has felt like astrologically wild. Everyone I know is completely transforming their life. For sure. Every celebrity I know has ended their marriage of fifty years, mm-hmm. losing jobs, mm-hmm. losing yeah, relationships,
1: moving all the things
0: I mean yeah scandals afoot so if you could help explain what's going on and why everyone broke up (laughs) when I say everyone it's like it's Travis and Kylie it's uh Hugh Jackman and his wife of 27 years didn't hear about that yeah yeah Deborah. I have a list
1: Oh my oh, yeah! Oh my gosh. I Obviously, have a list of celebs. Joe Jonas,
0: Sophie Turner. I feel Famously. like it's one that's very in the news right now. But Ariana Grande and multiple marriages. I know.
3: So please <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She left should... a lot of shrapnel. <laughs> yeah. Shed your wisdom. Uh, there's so many more. And I mean you named a lot of the big ones, but really it's like Britney Spears and Sam Ashgari, Rosalia, oh. and Raul Alejandro, <sighs> yes. Sophia Vergara, and Joe Maganiello. Yes. Wait, Ricky Joshua Martin Jackson that was yes yes time. oh wow and Jodie Turner Smith and Bill de Blasio and Shirlane McRae not only breaking up but being like and we're open by the way
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> what's so crazy is like this is not like a Travis and Taylor Swift situation this is literally like relationships of 20 year, like decades long really yes
3: it's not just the Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy it is like the relationships that make you believe that two celebrities can be married, all of those have crumbled this summer. So let me give you some context. Venus went into Leo on June 5th, and will be there. Uh, I think by the time this comes out, it finally will have moved on to Virgo. But the whole span of Venus being in Leo is from June 5th to October 8th, which is, is a longer period than Leo has. Venus has been in Leo than at any time in our lives. And that has to do with the point at which it retrograded. So a retrograde quick crash course. I'm sure everybody's familiar with like Mercury retrograde, uh, <laughs> discourse, um, on the internet when that happens. Um, and everybody's talking about their technology going haywire, When a planet goes retrograde, it doesn't actually move backwards. It speaks to, because of the relative speed of all the planets orbiting the sun, sometimes from our position on Earth, it will look like a planet in the sky stops and reverses direction and then eventually returns direct again. So that's what's happening in a retrograde, literally. In the kind of um, language of retrogrades, how they happen, how they play out, it's like all of these kinds of re words, reconsidering, reimagining, reevaluating, redoing, um, refoundationing. All of the just taking every the planet where that goes retrograde, taking the matters of that planet, which for Venus are relationships, self image, money, career, values, um, and just basically the ways that we get along and it's putting all of those up for consideration in new and quite challenging ways. So Venus went retrograde from July 22nd to September 3rd, so not too we're still kind of in the shadow of it now. Um and during that period too in terms of like big macro Venus Leo things cuz Leo's the sign of the performer. The SAG strike has been a story of the summer. Actors going on strike because they need their value to be reconsidered by within their contracts. And then it was like the summer of women in this other way. Venus also rules women like Beyonce and the Eras Tour and Barbie. And just basically like women dominating and controlling the, uh, <laughs> the economy uh, in these other ways.
1: Uh, and then shit, it chills yeah we
3: both it is really wild like w- the way that the that you will tinfoil hat when you start uh paying any attention to astrology is bonkers but so like those are like big macro themes also i think our relationship to celebrity had like some bumps on the road this summer. Like remember when people were just started like throwing shit at performers like BB Rexa and yes, yes, I Cardi remember B. all those other Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cardi B. And then also like Doja Cat and having like feuding with basically like her fan army yep, yep. Um, essentially. Like it made us kind of reconsider culturally, like how we value our relationship to celebrity in this other way um but back to the breakups so that's kind of like the big picture but i know i know a lot of people this summer as as you just said too that broke up that weren't famous <laughs> um like mm-hmm. lots of long-term relationships, everything you know up for grabs up for question um and i think that, that speaks so much to like the way venus works it's like when venus goes retrograde no matter where that happens or, or wherever that happens in your Chart. So it could be more focused on your finances or resources or your family or your sense of self or your hidden self, all these different things. You have to like look at where Leo lands in your chart. Mm-hmm. But it felt like this summer, all of the nice Venus things, like the nice Venus Leo things, validation, big word, felt like it just disappeared. Like, where? So the questions open up. It's like, who are you without? Getting the, your regular sources of like validation and relation, like it's weird for a relational planet. Like v- Venus and Mars are are considered the the relational planets. It's weird for them to go retrograde because it feels like isolating in this other way where it's just like you are so desperate to get the things that relationship creates like love and happiness or money or a sense of self-worth and it just felt like the tap really turned off there and I think that that um really reverberated inside of people's relationships and love lives where it's really kind of like a a last straw. Like if all the sweetness is kind of like momentarily turned down from life, like the extra juice um, that can kind of help you keep going on in relationships that aren't right for you. If that goes away, then it's time to break up. And not to get even deeper into astrology stuff. God bless you in advance for editing this Beatrice. Um, (laughs) But another component here is that the nodes changed signs in the middle of the summer, July 17th, right before the Venus retrograde, the nodes describe the points in the chart. They're always like directly opposite each other. The North node and the South node, they, they, are the points where eclipses happen? Like they describe, they're like the mathematical points where um, a total eclipse can happen by latitude and longitude in a chart, and they stay in a sign for like a year and a half. So when people say eclipse season, we're in eclipse season right now because the South Node is in Libra, and when it's Aries season, that will also be eclipse season. Six months apart, eclipses happen, but. What's interesting about the way that the North Node and the South Node function in our charts and in culture is like they're they're very like karmic evolutionary points that kind of kick off a lot of like big beginnings and big endings in our lives. And wherever the North Node is, which is in Aries right now, is kind of pulling us like evolutionarily into a place of more like independence, self-actualization, personal focus and personal drive And the south node in Libra is sort of like draining, dissipating, challenging the Libra ways of being, which is very compromising and relational and, you know, thinking about us instead of me. And I feel like that energy fueling into the Venus retrograde also is just like enough is enough. I'm tired of compromising. I'm not getting what I want. And even if I don't know exactly what I want, it's not here, baby. <laughs> I, I want to touch on a word that you brought up earlier, which was a big buzzword in 2020,
1: isolation. And this mm-hmm. this profile really dives into isolation head on. It's from 2020. It's Robert Patterson conducting an interview and self-shooting his own portraits uh for GQ mm. magazine. And we're so excited that you chose this one and so excited to get into it with you.
0: Ah! robert pattinson a dispatch from isolation i'll start with the deck because i feel like it sets the scene nobody in hollywood is more suited to thriving during lockdown than robert pattinson the once reluctant movie star who's stepping back into the spotlight with a new christopher nolan blockbuster and then the batman that is if he can find his phone or turn on his computer or keep from burning down his kitchen
1: it's such a strong deck just out of the gate. I know.
3: This I remember reading this so clearly in lockdown. I don't know if you guys had this experience, but um this came out in was it May? And it yeah, and it was written in in April. So long enough into lockdown that we were like this is Life. This is what life is like now. We've been, it, the novelty has kind of started to wear off, and the fear of like how long will life be like this is starting to set in. Camilla Cabello and Sean Mendez were doing their zombie walks. <laughs> Ana de Armas, Ben Affleck, weird paparazzi stuff starting to happen. But like, all the ways that it's like stars are just like us were revealed not to be like us because they were isolating in beautiful mansions. This, I really felt like captured just like the feral, claustrophobic, kind of insane energy of that period of time. This is where I was really like, stars are just like us. (laughs) Making experimental pasta.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think there were two types of people in isolation one group who kind of dove head first into self-improvement and the other that just rotted (laughs) and he is in like the latter group which is so interesting and he talks about his like his co-star zoe kravitz in the batman being like i'm working out five times five times a week i'm you know i'm on top of things and rob in this moment is literally like I am doing nothing. Like, I am doing <laughs> nothing. And it's so incredible just out the gate to hear someone be honest about that.
3: Something that he brings to any interview and profile, aside from just, like, absolutely the most... Chaos. ...slay. Yeah. The chaos, yes. um, And the way that he can absolutely crush, kill, destroy a photo shoot by just serving so oh. severely... What would you do if GQ asked you to self-shoot your own cover uh, in your house? Die. (laughs) Die. Die.
0: (laughs)
1: Boring, a white sheet behind me, me smiling for the camera like a picture day. I can't shoot a fucking Visa photo of myself to upload. (laughs) No. you got to compress that bitch. It's going to (laughs) be cropped correctly. Like, these photos are
3: editorial. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And just like, yeah, and he... Did he style himself? Like, I'm so curious how... How is the mirror steamed? (laughs) Yeah. It's (laughs) (laughs) It's so brilliant.
1: There's one shot, can I just explain, where he is like man-spreaded, legs wide open with a beer bottle covering his crotch. And I'm just like, who art directed this? My God. Yeah.
3: He gave it to all of us. And we really need... I didn't even know that turning it out like that was possible inside of the conditions of a global pandemic. And... Yeah, Showed no, me he, no, <laughs> yeah. truly,
1: truly above and beyond. And I feel
0: like all that is illuminated in this profile is one how strange Robert Pattinson is, mm-hmm. how comfortable he is in these strange conditions of the pandemic, and how isolation has been sort of a through line in his life. And we are catching him at this very interesting moment in this profile where he's 34, he's making a big life transition in that. For a long time, he had fought sort of the early franchises that he was first known for, breaking out in Harry Potter and then going on to star in Twilight, which grossed like $3 billion and was one of the biggest moments in history. I personally mm-hmm. went to midnight premieres. I remember mm-hmm. it like it was yesterday. And then after that, a lot of art house, independent films, funky things, good time with the Safty brothers. And now, he is making this return to the blockbuster back to the to the big movie screen here we find him
1: so he's in lockdown he is supposed to be working out he's be, he's on a batman meal plan And he is just vehemently opposed to truly doing anything. He's The film studio has hired him a trainer, but the trainer has no option but to leave him with a single weight and a medicine ball. (laughs) (laughs) And Rob's like, I don't want to have to fucking do this. Like James Dean wasn't shredded. Like why? Why (laughs) Why do I have to do it? And it's obviously, as we mentioned, in direct contrast to uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz, who like so many others was like, I'm going to take this time to either... Get ripped, or in the case of many celebrities, I mean, get a facelift, get a an- yeah, oh, get, get some work done. Get work done. I mean, what a blessing! I to know. Be- <laughs> to be alone, but he's basically spending his time wandering around the house, and he's like, I can't really remember what it was like before all of this and one a quote that really stayed with me and i i'm sure it did with you too kristen is i just realized everyone is so so vulnerable to isolation it's quite shocking yeah it's very
3: profound in many ways he is well he is so like his chart is fascinating he is a taurus Taurus Rising and Cancer Moon. But, like, he has a very interesting chart that I think captures the duality uh, that's represented in this. Like, when he's talking about basically, like, I was actually built for isolation. I was made for this. First of all, a Taurus with a cancer moon, good luck getting them to leave their (laughs) house. Loves a rot situation and is truly always just one step away from like leaving it all behind to become a pasta entrepreneur. That's what they're giving. But his Mercury, which is the way that we communicate and his communication style is such a feature in this profile. Like, They talk about how sometimes when he's talking, all of his words are out of order. And to the extent that it almost seems like it's another language, he's moving slowly. Communication is constantly being disrupted. Like he's constant, like he has a, he seems to have a really hard time expressing or even thinking clearly sometimes or reflecting clearly. That's like really expressed in his chart. Like his Mercury, which is the planet that rules our like communication and thinking style, is in the 12th house in Taurus, which is very much like Mercury on ambient vibes. Like Mm -hmm. it is moving slowly because it is in Taurus. It is in this, the 12th house is really a place of like dreams and the unconscious and like a place of transcendence and also isolation um, that kind of needs isolation to be able for the energies of that planet to be like expressed. So. There's this part of it where it's like, he's really like the artistic credentials are there. The ability to kind of like... Channel these characters through this, like, very kind of subliminal mercury is there. But I feel like the day to day business of actually being a celebrity and doing the red carpet and the stroll and the interviews and the sound bites is an endless struggle for him.
0: There's this amazing quote where he talks about how he used to drink 5,000 cups of coffee before doing interviews <laughs> and he would do them and then collapse afterward and sleep for two days. He says he'd make a point of saying the wildest thing he could think of. I like saying sort of provocative things, Rob says, because I thought it was funny. I get very, very uncomfortable about doing sort of earnest things.
1: Yeah. And if you go back into his interviews, I mean, that's so insane. We did a Kristen Stewart episode where they both actors were interviewed on set of Twilight and he was being like, this edward guy he's a complete like sadist masochist weirdo (laughs) like what are we what's any of us doing here and like some of the quotes we've had from him are just so outrageous and will always like become canon right because how amazing (laughs) they are but it is so interesting the the push and pull of celebrity for him how much he struggles with it but also he is totally removed from ego. Like he
3: mm-hmm.
1: he has no airs. He talks about going into every movie and trying to pull out every single time. Like he's shitting himself when he gets cast and he goes through this like real roller coaster of motions of feeling so excited. And then just before it's set to shoot, he literally spirals and calls his agents and tries to back <laughs> out. And they're like, no, 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 you're locked in. <laughs> it's It's just so fascinating. And also the fact that he is obviously an artist in so many ways but seems to not really even understand the significance or the impact of his characters his roles the movies themselves mm-hmm. he has no idea what Tenant is about the Christopher <laughs> Nolan film that's coming out and it's a huge point where the interviewer is like so what can you tell me about the film and he's like nothing like I don't know what it, I don't know what's going on <laughs>
3: That's such a great point about him kind of having just this lack of clarity, very driven by the creative process of you know becoming this character and it's interesting too with that mercury thing i read the subsequent gq profile when batman actually came out which is equally nuts and quirky and insane but the director of batman says that he never uses his actual voice in any of his roles and that his voice is like his entry point into the character like coming up with a voice which is just so like okay (laughs) Um, but speaks so much of that like 12th house uh, Mercury thing which incidentally Kristen Stewart has also a 12th house Taurus Mercury no Way they like come at it from kind of different angles like Kristen Stewart is so Aries Gemini rising Aquarius moon like she's much more she's much more comfortable being public in that way and like that expressive mode. It's interesting because there's like the part of Rob's chart, like with his moon and all the Taurus, the sun and the Mercury, and it's pinging off all these like dreamy, connective, emotional, artistic planets. Yes, we love that. But the ruler of his chart, because he's a Taurus rising and Venus rules Taurus, is Venus. And that's in Gemini. Chaotic, lies mm-hmm. for fun, runs at the mouth, <laughs> Gemini. And it's opposite Uranus, the planet of like disruption, innovation, sudden change in Sagittarius. So there's like this tension there too between this desire to just embody the role, express his art and go home. But then there's like this kind of like resistance to being like pigeonholed or buttoned down in any kind of way. Not even like he even knows who he is. That opposition has this very like fun performance art, are you fucking with me for your own amusement vibes? A kind of an edge lord quality, rebellious, and it feels like it goes really counter to That like Venus desire to be liked and to relate, heartthrob, leading man image. Like he really wants to be slippery. A quote of his in here that I feel like is exactly
0: that, where he's talking about realizing that casting agents obviously factor in the way you look. And so he says, if you're tall, kind of floppy haired English guy, went to private school and you start acting, well, you're in period dramas but I don't like period dramas. And so you fight against that. At some point he figured out he was getting offers for the blonde guy when he wanted to be the other guy. Rob says, I basically always wanted the roles for which call, I basically always wanted the roles which called for skinny guys with black hair. Not the Chris Evans of it all. If you No, will.
1: no. Yeah, I- the authors of this profile also goes on to reach out to Christopher Nolan directly and be like, okay, so Rob says he knows nothing about Tenet, But is he just fucking with me? And Chris Nolan replies like, I mean, he's kind of always fucking with everybody. Like, (laughs) With Rob, you truly never know what you're going to get. The only thing that's consistent and predictable is that he will rebel against whatever you expect of him. And it's just such an interesting point that you bring up. I also was curious as to the Cancer Moon of it all. Obviously, we have the immense privilege of being with two Cancer (laughs) Moons in this moment. Yes, we've been having a psychic conversation on the side. (laughs) Yeah, of course. We know exactly what's going on. And not in any way to accuse (sighs) a Rob of being unevolved. But I wonder if an unevolved Cancer Moon really struggles being so empathetic because you're taking on everyone's energy you're trying to assess and reevaluate and mm-hmm. adapt and make sure that everyone's comfortable at all times and reading people on this like a level that no no people should ever be read in, in a casual interaction <laughs> i'm wondering if that plays a big role here for
3: him and why he feels like he needs to disappear into these roles because he's kind of uncomfortable being himself there's a real level of like privacy yes he's like very very sensitive he needs a lot Of separation from like the limelight to be able to feel like a human being. I mean, it feeds into a lot of anxiety. His moon is opposite Neptune, which is the planet of dreams, ideals, and nightmares. And I feel like there's this real push pull there too. The Neptune is in Capricorn, (laughs) a sign of systems success. And This way of needing a sense of like actual physical security, financial security and job security that he seems always to be so anxious about in a way that like, yeah, I'm taking on all these edgy roles. And then once like the creative process is done, it's like sitting in the aftermath of that and being like, does anybody even no, I exist. Do I have a job after this? What's happening here? Like just the spiral and like that push pull to be like, yes, I will be the leading man and I will be the freakiest like character actor of my generation. What's so interesting, also, about the three of you that you share
1: is sun, (laughs) is these sun, these earth sun sign placements. Ivan is a Virgo sun, you're a Capricorn sun, he's a Taurus sun. So that must be also indirect conflict at all times of just like, okay, here's the steady keep you on track type of sign. And then here's like the chaotic, emotional, like what's next type of sign. Like who knows anything could happen. Like that must also be a lot to navigate for you two as individuals and also our boy Rob. I'd love to get us three into a room.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I've always like had a vibe with Rob where I'm just like, I feel like I understand where he's coming from. But like Tauruses are also just so weird in ways that I don't think they get credit for. For honestly, or they don't get it, doesn't get like acknowledged in like the cliches of a Taurus because, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, all the tourists I know are very beautiful,
1: but they also love beautiful things in a way that I cannot like I can't even comprehend like the shopping addictions are rampant mm-hmm. they like, a beautiful mean. meal a beautiful,
3: like a stunning oh, trip, yes yes yeah, exactly. to create
0: something for someone and
3: they just love a cashmere throw a dinner party they're the fixed earth sign so like they and they're the sign of like embodiment like they are in their motherfucking bodies which is why they love all the sensual things in life so much and that energy, or like that, like presence of them, like no one's gonna change their minds. They're gonna do exactly what they wanna do. And mostly that's fine because they're Venusian signs and the things that they wanna do are make a beautiful meal and like drink wine with their friends yeah. and go shopping. And that's really not so disruptive. But they really just, like, whatever they're doing, they kind of, like, say it with their whole chest. They remind me of that those emojis of that guy and that girl that are just kind of standing.
1: You mean they, the people emoji? Yeah, the guy
3: that's, like, standing there where it's just, like, they're so rooted, but they can be rooted in, like, really weird things. So it's, like, that makes me wonder about Rob, whether – Some of it is just like, you know, his way of creating these kind of like characters when he's doing press to deflect from any kind of sense of preconceived narrative that people might have about him. But on the other hand, it's like I kind of believe him that like all of this is in some way true. I mean, he's sort of an enigma. You Mm -hmm. can never figure
0: out exactly what he's going to do, even in the role of Edward Cullen, which was (laughs) not, I would say by any accounts, a meaty role. But somehow it's like he made that role meaty. And there's this incredible quote in here about how Twilight is more of an art house film than art house
1: films that are trying too hard. Like yeah, he End talks up about being... how it's like wound up being a franchise, but ultimately it's like quite artsy. Yeah. There's something that really resonated with me that he that he said was how he shies away from anything too earnest. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think his cringe dial is turned up really, really high. And I relate to that so much. I mean, even making a podcast for me is like my <laughs> my organs like shrivel up inside. I'm like,
3: it's just really way too earnest, <laughs> It's also it's your outside. Scorpio truth.
1: <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I'm I'm the the opposite of you guys. I have an Earth, Moon, and a uh, Water Sun, where it's like quite a regulated emotional vibe, and then a very chaotic internal ego <laughs> side of it all. But <laughs> I, I'm just curious—we haven't put given too much weight to this, but I'm I'm interested in the like the elemental correlation and how much mm-hmm. stock you put in that,
3: like Rob being earthy with this like watery emotional side. Like- I, I put a lot of stock into it just because it's like the elements just have different agendas that move clearly in kind of different ways through each of the component signs in that element, you know, water signs and earth signs are considered to be on the same team because all water signs, sextile earth signs, which is like a beneficial aspect. You think about it, they kind of work together. It's like the water signs rule the realm of the emotions and they need emotional depth and connection. That's one of their imperatives. Earth signs rule the world of the, the material world, tangible results, productivity, things that you can like see the progress in, that you can touch with your hands, you know. And so having your emotions supporting your productivity or in communication with them feels really strong. The air signs and the fire signs are on their own little team. The air signs are in the world of ideas and the intellect and kind of like the social sphere, social currency, and beauty or uh, like aesthetics, trends. And the fire signs are creative willpower, you know, like they're like the spark of creation. So it's like they work together in their own way, too. The way that like air makes fire bigger yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you create like fuels a backdrop yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah fuels it and the way that water feeds and nurtures the earth everything needs everything else and charts that are too harmonious that can reflect stagnancy or like an ab- inability to kind of like see outside of yourself we need creative tension and like disagreements inside of ourselves and in our lives to sort of fuel us forward so in terms of like the conflict i mean it will be a conflict for any cancer movement to really like have to hustle their asses out on the red carpet the way that like celebrities do. The Earth and water signs are talking. They know to take the private time. They know how to protect themselves. They know how to channel their creativity. But like where the the fire and the air signs come in is kind of where everything gets a little... Screwy or or haywire because I feel like it's like okay you're channeling so much of this stuff you can embody all of these roles but literally like what the fuck are you trying to make they're both mm-hmm. so mutable they're in these like mutable signs the chaos energy I think really comes from that interaction between his Venus and Uranus essentially being like okay I can be anything I can be any role it's and like put my own. Freaky little spin on it. But what am I building? (laughs) And that's what seems to be the
1: biggest like internal tug of war. I mean, there's this incredible quote, and I don't think anyone is this candid in an interview with regards to professional success. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get a lot of profiles which talk about, you know, like I was off the rails and I pulled myself back, and there's a lot of like emotional transparency. But Rob, lays it out there in a way that is very relatable for any freelancer and that he says (laughs) I started the beginning of last year with no job and I was calling my agent and just being like what the fuck I thought I was having a pretty good year and I'm starting this fucking year like I've done a pile of trash and his agent was like well you're just not on the list like the list (laughs) of A-list actors who are getting like the A-list jobs and he was like, everyone thinks you don't want to do any of this stuff. And Rob's kind of like, well, I don't. <laughs> I also want to be like, I
3: want to be on the list. And I feel like we deeply relate to that. Oh, sentiment. oh, oh
1: God. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: every
3: yeah. Every day. Every
0: day. Every day. That's I want ball. to
3: turn down the A-list jobs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's what it
3: is. I know. I appreciate that. We never
0: get that in a profile. It also seems he's like he's, so real. He's so real. He's coming to actual <laughs> lived conclusions here. Yeah. <laughs> And deciding what he wants to make. And the end of this profile, what he wants to make is a pasta that you can hold. <laughs> that's 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 where we come to eventually. Wait, take, us
1: through, take us through the pasta timeline.
3: Yeah, pasta please. The piccolini cucino.
0: The, pic, yeah, the, I believe it's the piccolini cuccino. No surprise at all that we were talking about a pasta in an interview with a tourist. Oh my God, I, yes. As you Comfort said, food. Robert Pattinson has had a business idea. He feels as though pasta pasta has not been given the fast food treatment in the way that burgers and pizza have. And he's trying to figure out how to capitalize on this. And so the thought, the big idea is, how do you make a pasta, which you can hold in your hand? And so what is born of this, and this is not like a harebrained idea. He has acted on this. He has met with (laughs) Malay Massimini who, you know, Sugarfish is one of the co-founders and Uvo, which is like a renowned pasta restaurant in Santa Monica. And he called him up and told him his business plan, which was a pasta that you can hold in your hand, dubbed Piccolini Cucino, which means little pillow. (laughs) And with this GQ writer is like, I'm going to show you how I do it. I'm going to
1: give it a go on FaceTime. I think what's also interesting is that he <laughs> says that he can eat anything out of like a bag. He could totally eat out of the trash. It's like, very boy uh, tuna dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy dinner. He's like, I'm on this meal plan for, <laughs> for Batman. And they make me eat like oatmeal with protein powder. And I don't even mix it in. I, I don't, don't even care. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tuna out of the can with Tabasco
0: on it. Like he's just like whatever raccoon vibe. <laughs> Um, and so he's like explaining the process which seems also insane where it's like oh i needed breadcrumbs but they didn't have breadcrumbs so i just got cornflakes which is not quite the same thing (laughs) and he got just pre-sliced cheese and he puts on some latex gloves and pulls out some sugar aluminum foil and basically starts making this insane contraption puts the tinfoil into a microwave destroys the microwave lights his glove on fire it's like absolute chaos the writer honestly just seems like he is it's like a transcript of the events that he witnessed and it's sort of a perfect metaphor for everything that they've been talking about which is like I don't know what I'm doing I have ideas I want to throw my whole self into this but I'm going to get burned in the process and I might destroy everything around me, but it's kind of funny (laughs) at the same time.
1: It was lolling
3: at this point
0: in
1: the profile. (laughs) I come back to just truly an incredible vignette that I heard about Rob (laughs) that he was shooting in Spain and had like an absolutely obsessive fan who would wait outside of his apartment day and night, just waiting for him to come out. And he was so quote unquote lonely at the time that he decided to take her out to dinner and have a real (laughs) conversation with her He talks about himself the entire time and she (laughs) never again showed up on his doorstep. And this is is an amazing quote that I think really sums it up from Robert Eggers here, where he says, Rob's so beyond dry that it's like meta. You're like, is that funny? I have (laughs) no idea what's going on. Is he making a joke with all of this or is he being sincere? You just don't know. I think it's
3: both Ah, ultimately I think I think he really wants to make this pasta because he walks through the steps of making this thing and it's like you need sugar sugar is so important and it's like like makes the crust (laughs) he made this like horrible squished burrito of just like cheese pasta that he'd put in a microwave (laughs) sugar and corn flakes rolled up in uh in some tin foil and he like burned PC on it for like piccolini cuscino and then he threw it in the microwave that exploded like it's it's so insane it's
0: beyond (laughs) he says I'm really trying to sell this company I'm doing this for my brand
1: He's, I was, was going to say, he's commandeered a promotional piece of press for some of the biggest movies in the world to talk about <laughs> Piccolini Cushino. It's so insane. I think the standout moment for me, Rob sighs, not once, not twice, but eight separate times within this interview. Like he sighs heavily. He sighs again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also so curious your take. So he's been with Suki Waterhouse. She is oh. referenced briefly in this profile as like the girlfriend whose apartment he's living in in London.
1: Is she called out by name? I forget. No,
0: I don't think so. No, never no, name no, checked. Okay. no. As you said, it's clear that mm-hmm. his personal life, he keeps very personal and precious to him. They are not out there doing interviews with each other. The one time he did bring her up was about the Batman and Jimmy Kimmel fucked it. Have you seen this interview? No. <laughs> it's just Jimmy Kimmel, uh, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Robert Pattinson the one time I swear to god he was like, I was so nervous about The Batman and my perspective on the film changed completely watching Suki watch it because she is not someone who's into a superhero movie and he watched her be completely, you know, entranced by it, get emotional at times and he was like, "Oh my god, like it's all going to be okay." It was like this huge moment of like okay i'm fine she cares she loves it and then jimmy kimmel was like oh was she hot for you after because you were the like because she must have been real hot for you as the batman no and then he was like yes but she's a capricorn for my, under-
3: she has one of the craziest charts I've ever seen. Honestly, it's just stunning the way that astrology. Like you never know what you're going to see when you open up someone's chart. Really, and not only is she Capricorn, but she is Capricorn with like her sun sandwiched so tightly in between Pluto and Neptune. These two huge, consequential, generational outer planets and she's got her moon in aquarius which is directly conjunct saturn another outer planet and then she has like her mars and venus in sag and and mercury which makes you think party good time lawler like free spirit bohemian and which is kind of like the the general aesthetic that she portrays like in her yeah. music career But a Capricorn can never fully embody that behind the eyes. There's not a lot of live, laugh, love in a Capricorn. And I say that with love as a Capricorn um, with Sagittarius placements. It's you find like the idea of like impulsivity and freedom and expansion very beautiful and that's like your ideal but poetic, like, yeah. poetic yeah but it never like have you watched any of her music videos or anything like yeah uh, like it never
1: I, quite hit
3: vaguely performative in that way it's what, it's, if, ba- I yeah. exactly. yeah, what if I was what
1: fun exactly what if
3: I was fun but behind that is is the I, it's most like... brutal rate of honor <laughs> oh my god what what good I for her was baby fun? She'll cut right to the heart of it. But that is so true. What if I was fun? Because it's just like Neptune is right on her sun, So there's a lot of just like kind of confusion or mistiness around her sense of identity and self. And Pluto's there too, which is like all about these kind of like depth transformations and like incredible metamorphoses it's like that's a lot of pressure to be having on your Capricorn son behind the scenes and to be like you know waving scarves around you know like behind the scenes there's like too much there's just like there's too much like and Capricorns are so controlled even like subconsciously it's like they want to make sure that everyone is looking at them. And I would die to know her rising sign. If anyone has any intel, please pass it along. Um, if anyone's got a birth time, I go, you know what pass to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a reserve that essentially can't be projected. Yes, what if I was fun? That's no, the that, perfect it's like, read.
1: It's it's <laughs> cosplaying the cool girl, like the cool, like crazy, like, un- like you never know what I'm gonna do next cool girl. Whereas Rob is that girl. Like yeah. Rob is the that it girl. girl. He is the it girl. It's something unquantifiable. You cannot pin him down. And oh my God, this was such a joy. Like this was <laughs> an incredible joy to read, an incredible joy to have you read aloud for oh us. God. Thank you so much, Kristen. We are so grateful. <sighs> And you can, if you want to hear more of her, jump right on over to Club Cosmos and just like rake it all in. You're going to learn so much about yourself in the process, but also like the season, the stage of life where
3: you're at, the stage of life we're in the, in the year. Unbelievable Thank insight so and much. wisdom. Come check me out at Club Cosmos Radio. And if you're curious, on the 14th, there those nodes that I was talking about, the eclipses I was talking about, there's a big solar eclipse happening in Libra. So we just put out an eclipses episode. So all the horoscopes are in there. And ladies, this was the treat, the sustenance. I've been looking forward to this for so long. Thank you for having me. Literally, I will come back just call i'll be here Oh,
1: you, <laughs> and, uh, and we know we'll need you you are welcome back anytime you are truly a cousin of the pod like a <laughs> yes. close close relative <laughs> even in the family baby bye babes oh my lord God, she's good, isn't she? I, and she's coming. She's coming back. Oh yeah, we're getting. Oh my that, God, no, we're, we're getting
2: gonna,
0: that go back. We
1: need some insight
0: quickly. <laughs> it's so fascinating. Did you learn a lot about yourself? Do you I really like, did, yeah. actually, and I just feel like I really tapped into the. I mean, it was by luck alone that we're all Cancer moons, so I got to figure out what I,
1: you know, how I'm like Earth, Sun, Cancer, Moon. The three of you sitting there holding hands and candlelight.
0: Feeling everything, feeling everything in a room.
1: He is now like, that's my takeaway. That's the man I want to meet more than anyone else. I agree. That needs to be, I think, our new rating system. Do you remember how early on in the series we rated profiles and then we just did away with it without any explanation? (laughs) We just stopped. I think our new thing is... How much would we like to hang out with this person? Totally. How much would we like to interview them even? Yeah. I think that's a really good system. And
0: I am 10 out of 10 Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I would love to get into his
1: weird, wacky world. Sit down and have a little Kushina pasta. Yeah. I'm dying to... Hold pasta in your hands. Hold pasta in
0: my hands. I'm dying to do it. (sighs) So interesting. And I love what she said about how celebrity charts are sort of a way in and a way to like Test understand the waters yeah. yeah understand astrology because it
1: comes through we see it we it came through so clearly in this interview she's also like an encyclopedia yeah. like the way she was able to pull those like sookie waterhouse stats yeah out of like, what it was like a man with fantasy football it was actually crazy i know
0: and like she's Unreal. not that well known no, no i saw no. her
1: i saw her perform
0: at hollywood forever cemetery Oh, how was that? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mostly ate John and Vinny's through it. And then I stood up to see Father John Misty, who was headlining. She was opening for
1: him. Was she, as you say, not quite fun?
0: (laughs) No, she, I mean, you know... From that far away, it's like you see a free spirit. It's like, you know, the hair, the style. I do love her style. Yeah, she I, loves a
1: feather boa, which, yeah. frankly, I can't get enough of.
0: Yeah, I agree. No, I think her style is so fun, and I am really touched by her friendship with Camilla Marone from Daisy Jones and the Six. Very cute. The two of them are just, like, taking the town together, and it's
1: so sweet. Camilla Marone is really blossomed outside of that relationship. Oh, my God. With old Leonardo. She is Leonardo's.
0: absolutely stunning. I know. She's,
1: like, one of the most stunning people I've ever seen. I know. And the two of them together... Oof. i know unbeatable combo really it is what an unbeatable combo today was yeah i agree yeah. a trio yeah. a quad a quad a quad, quad. <laughs> quad. i gotta find that man somehow <laughs> i know we will we will we'll find him comparing twilight to art house cinema because because, like it, it was literally because a, it yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. i
0: actually it's we highbrow. should do a movie night i'm gonna tell you that right now
1: yeah we did say we'd watch mean girls <gasps>
0: oh yeah mm. mean girls twilight double future
1: Yeah. Twilight
0: first, mean girls to calm down after. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it does rile you up. It It does. does It riles
1: you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a quote. I just want to bring on one thing that we didn't touch on. Oh, yeah. There's a quote in the profile where he says you know blah 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 like i don't understand why i have to be shredded for roles and then he says when i was filming twilight i took my shirt off once and they told me to put it back on oh i know and i was like you listen you you don't be so hard on yourself you silly man you are very beautiful don't worry when you sparkled oh my god that jaw could cut glass yes What a silly goose. He's the definition of a silly goose. We had so much fun today with him. We did. We had so much fun. Oh, my God. I could spend a whole week with him. I know. Well, it's been incredible. I will give you Ricardo's name and number that I now have. And I look forward to seeing you in very well-tailored garments. A third part to our three-part
0: series on (laughs) Ricardo will be coming. And it's going to be my experience with him. But it feels (laughs) like then I have to
1: become a loyal customer and I have to see if he makes me something. Yeah, you do. No, it's going to be a commitment, but I think ultimately it'll be worth it, especially if you come away with a free something. I agree. Okay. Love you. Love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.